Hello, dear ones. Welcome to November Just You and Me, or Just Me and You. I think I switch it up every other month, kind of, not on purpose, but it's just funny that that's what happened. So I was thinking about with a check-in for this month and thinking about um, this kind of once a month, I just open my heart and mind and um, real life to you guys. I've heard repeatedly um, that these are your favorite episodes. So thank you so much for reaching out and telling me that, that this is, that this kind of conversation that we're having, um, is powerful and helpful to your life. Um, I think getting behind the scenes of other people's lives and how they are operating, especially when they are running their own business and raising their kids and in a family and all of that is, um, is interesting. I love those types of episodes for people that I study with and learn from and respect. And so I hope it's helpful. So jumping into this month, um, there was a bunch of things I wanted to kind of just touch on, <clears throat> but something came into my inbox today in Thrive. <clears throat> um, actually, let me back up a second because I am right now, it is the end of um, the week. It's November, I want to say 9th, 8th or 9th. And um, it's early in the morning and I am in the middle of something I have never done before, which is offering Thrive as a pay what you can for a whole week. And I am in the process of going through a lot of change and shift. If you listen to these episodes every month, I think I probably say that every month. And so again, picking up on the patterns and habits of our lives is that our lives are actually always changing and shifting. And I think we're always in the middle of some kind of transition, especially if we're paying attention. So I'm in a new phase because we're closing out 2018 and my heart and my desire would like to close out Thrive as it has been known. Thrive is, um, I'm going to get into it a little bit later about um, what it has been and how it has been. Um, I'm not getting into it in terms of asking you to join it. I'm getting into it in terms of letting go of something successful <laughs> uh, and talking to you about that. Um, but what I wanted to say is that I'm in the middle of this big transition of allowing a pay what you can week, not a day, a whole week, where people can invite people to join it for whatever they can afford. Um, and the intention is to really give a gift at this end of the year to get people into the platform, into the content, so that they have some, some meat to really study and learn and work through and feel supported and inspired right now um, as we shift to winter, these long, longer winter nights. And there is so much pain and suffering and, tra and trauma and tragedy in the external world, in our internal world, that I hope that by opening this up as a gift, as a thank you to our community, so they can share it with their friends and family, um, as a thank you for all who have been listening to this, who maybe you can't, you haven't been able to afford the 497 price, like, I want it to be a gift because I don't know how else to help. Like we've had multiple mass shootings and since the last time I recorded and my heart hurts and I, um, I go into action mode as part of my problem solving personality and action mode for me means staying very focused and committed to helping actual humans in my life and in our community um, with their stress management, with their holistic self-care today. 
It doesn't mean in the future. It doesn't mean uh, being on social media and interacting with strangers. It means what can we do in our life today that makes a difference for our families, our communities, and our own healing. Because I know that when I, when something major in this world happens, and I sit down and I color with the kids or I this morning I got up super early and I baked for them so when they woke up you can probably hear them but when they woke up they had um, something baked by mama like I, that is what I want the presence and the energy and the strength and the courage to do every day is to get up and be in my life um, to have conversations with my husband that are potent and powerful and to continue to be awake to the life that is right in front of me, looking up at the sky as much as possible, getting out in nature, taking walks every day. Um, this is the way that I stay connected to my center, my, my wholeness, my heart, and that is sometimes all I can do. Um, so I say that because I'm in this transition period of this pay what you can and I had been thinking about it and then we had another tragedy yesterday, another shooting and I just said, okay, press send, play, like let's go. What's holding you back from just releasing this, from sharing this and just from really helping um, our own community by just opening up your arms to it. And generosity is one of my core values. And so I love being generous. So that in the past has gotten me in a lot of trouble <laughs> with my energy and my finances. But I am now in a position where it does not. This this particular um, gift is not. So um, I just want to say that as I land here to talk to you today, that I am in the middle of that. And that is at the littleown.com Thrive page if you want to check it out at least until uh, November 15th. So it kind of depends when you're listening to this. So I got an email this morning from a Thriver. Um, and here's what it said. How do we live? Okay, so the last of our live Thrive calls was earlier this week. And um, it was earlier this week. And at the end of the call, we got in a long discussion about... Um, we got in a long discussion about divine feminine and patriarchy and how to live Thrive Principles in the world through our meditation and our creativity. And after the call, here's what someone asked. How do we live in the divine feminine in this highly masculine patriarchal society when everything I have to do goes against what my heart body wants to do? How do I help my daughter be that when her day is consumed with have tos? And here's what I want to say. There's so much in there. These have-tos, I want you to question. I don't know if it's true. The more in my own life I have picked at and journaled and contemplated have-tos, I've noticed that they are not mine. Those are external ways that I was proving or striving or people-pleasing. Um, also, be very, be very mindful that if a lot of the have-tos that are created in this world are patriarchal values. They are masculine energy values. They are one way, one path, success equals. And um, I'm going to get into this a little bit later about divine feminine energy and how that feels and why living that way is such a different way. And it's going to feel uncomfortable because we've been in this um, outcome-based society and living in it. So for this driver who asked this question, around the have-tos. Number one, I would say, uh, what are the have-tos? Number two, um, living in divine feminine, like you, you, 
you can't go all the way. That's too loose. I'm going to talk about that later. That's too loose. And you can't go all the way to the masculine energy. That's too tight. If you have the plan to thrive guide, you might want to pause this and pull it out and look. Um, I can't remember what page it's on, but I have the masculine and feminine energy guide as a visual in the plan to thrive uh, workbook for planning. If you don't have that, go ahead onto the website, littleohm.com and grab the plan to thrive guide. You'll want it anyway for end of the year and planning for next year. But if you open it up or, or scroll through, you'll find that masculine feminine. That will really help you understand what I'm talking about today with these energies, okay? Um, and we all have both. It's just which one are we feeding? And so um, this idea, even the question is based in the masculine, right? Because it's wanting an answer. Divine feminine energy is looser. It's more open. It's allowing there's always more questions than answers. And so I say little, little, that's an Ayurvedic teaching. How do we start to unravel some of this conditioning so that we can open up to our creativity, to our soul, to our hearts more and more is through little, little practice. It's through um, daily <clears throat> walks in nature. It's through rituals and routines that are soul-based, that are, that are healing, that are sensual, right? Ayurveda is all about the senses. Abhyanga, which is our self-massage, um, putting oils in our air through a diffuser so that we're breathing that as we're cooking and being with our families or even working, right? So you can take a quote-unquote masculine um, activity like filling out QuickBooks, which is the example I always give, and make it divine feminine by lighting candles and using oils and rubbing your feet or having a cup of tea while you are um, filling out the QuickBooks. And that is a beautiful way to integrate the masculine and the feminine. Um, so I just want to say that for that question, it's little, little, and it's, uh, looking at your life today and just really integrating these little moments and these sacred gems of feminine energy. Okay. So, or feminine activities or an intention. So the theme of today is, um, actually I want to do one more. I want to teach, I want to tell you about one other thing that happened this month before I go into the main theme. Um, the main theme for this month is choosing creativity over productivity or what happens when we choose productivity over creativity. So that's what I really want to talk about today because that is so what I'm in with this transition from letting go of Thrive, moving into Lola, which is this little home life academy, which I've been dying to build for so many years and I'm now in the process of doing it and it's so scary. Um, and it's choosing creativity over productivity and I'll tell you why. But before I get into that, I want to talk for a minute about envy and jealousy and um, the feelings that we get when our feelings are hurt or we're not invited to something. So this happened to me yesterday. And the reason I wanted to point it out is because I have built my life um, at this point over the past five years so on such a strong foundation of my values and intentions. I've been very privileged to do this. I've had a lot of support 
um, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, um, from my family. Um, I've, I've adjusted my finances, my energy, my life so that I can really hone what feels best to me. Okay. So I want to honor that, but I want to say that I, don't get in a lot of situations that are super uncomfortable um, because I've set it up that way, right? So the, the friends, the relationships, the people I spend time with, the activities I go to, okay? So, um, so yesterday I was with a dear friend and she was telling me about something <clears throat> that she was creating with someone else, another friend, and my, and I, uh, and my stomach clenched. And when I walked away, I realized that um, I had envy about, I had jealousy or envy um, that I had this clenching stomach about this event that they were planning that I was not invited to. And it kind of consumed me for the rest of the conversation. I didn't, I thought that that might be it, but I was still present with my friend. I love my friend and she for sure didn't mean any harm or anything. She wasn't even thinking about me. Um, so <clears throat> she was just talking about her experience. And so when she left, I pulled out my journal and I wrote, wow, I'm experiencing this feeling of not being invited to something that I think I want to be invited to or help out with. And so then I went underneath it. What is underneath this feeling? Is this, this gave me an opportunity to examine, is this something I really want to do? Is this an organization I really want to be part of? Are these people, people I really want to serve and work with and collaborate with? Or is it just my ego feeling left out? Is it just ego feeling bruised? Um, and so I was asking, I was having this dialogue in my journal, is this ego, is this soul? Is this something I feel like, oh, I really want to be part of and connected to, or am I just, are just my, am I just feeling hurt that I was left out? Which is ridiculous because of the, they were planning this. It doesn't have anything to do with me. <laughs> so as I pulled out underneath it, I realized that it was ego. It was not my soul. My soul is not craving to work with this population. My soul is not craving to collaborate on this type of event. And it was just all ego. So that was nice to know. However, I want to emphasize it didn't necessarily release the feeling right away that was still kind of in my gut. So I packed up. I was leaving to go meet Mel. And I said to him when I saw him, I had an interesting experience today that I haven't had in a long time. Um, especially right now, I'm in, I'm on day nine of a social media detox. So I'm not really seeing what other people are doing in their work and their life. I'm really just focused on our community, our work, our, my family, um, <clears throat> my little world here. I'm not really looking out. So it was just very interesting that I had this hit of, um, of, envy and jealousy and that I was able to look underneath it. So I said to him, I felt this way today. I noticed this happened. I'm telling you this because I feel like I still have some of the feelings and I really want to open them up. Like I just want to air them out. I just want to let them go because I did some journaling and underneath it, I realized I really don't want to be part of that event. Like I really, it's not my people. It's not something I want to spend time with. And so <clears throat> I'm just acknowledging this feeling that it's not so great to feel left out. And he said, yeah, I totally get that. And we had a conversation about what that feels like and looks like when other people are doing things you think you want to do and then how it 
and, and then what happens when it's not really something you want to do. So I share that as a way for you in your own life to think about when you're seeing envy or jealousy or these little tinge, twinges of, um, and it might appear in different places, your heart, your shoulders, your jaw, your belly, um, what's happening underneath it? Is it ego or is it soul? And how <clears throat> can you have a relationship with what, um, what comes up? Okay. So the next part, the third part of my check-in for this month is about choosing creativity over productivity. Um, this is really about me shifting from Thrive, which has been <clears throat> the five foundations, Thrive Five are like the five foundations of well-being, into something bigger, a bigger vision, a bigger movement, a bigger community. And by bigger, I mean not necessarily like number of people and and uh, expanding in a numbers way. I really mean in terms of what's possible for our healing and and spirituality and connection. And the Little Ohm Life Academy, Lola, is this trans, is this um, idea that I'm growing and doing it with Rita and has been a dream of mine for a long time that's now coming to life 2019 and beyond. It's about this choosing creativity over productivity because here's why. I made this list of of what this really looks like, talking about masculine and feminine energy because it's such a clear example. So Lola and creativity are the unknown and the masculine or the productivity or thrive is the predictable. For four years, I've had 20 women in thrive every, usually two or three times a year, January, September, uh, sometimes summer, sometimes spring. I've, I've done it two or three times a year. It's always 20 people. It's a price point. It's predictable income. I know what's going to happen. So choosing creativity over productivity means going, it's the same thing as unknown to predictable, which is super scary. Okay. So feminine is unknown. Masculine is predictable. Uh, feminine over masculine, choosing a more feminine way of running my business and my life rather than the masculine, which is grow the predictable. And I'm not, guys, I just want to make sure that you understand. I'm not saying this is right or wrong for your life. I'm just sharing where I'm at right now and what I'm experimenting with. Um, next is flow over structure. <laughs> so I'm choosing, um, um, I'm choosing to let this evolve over time with our first semester Lola class, our first semester, our beta class that's gonna happen in January is gonna follow flow. I have a rough structure and an outline, but um, I am going to listen to the participants and teach from there, from what they need. Um, loose over tight. So again, allowing space for uh, authenticity, allowing space for things to happen rather than always planning, rather than having it be um, too tight, loose over too tight, listening over goal setting, following intuition. Um, my intuition is very strong. I develop that relationship daily. I practice it daily. And so I am l the, having a no plan as a plan. Um, and I just mean that you know, I'm obsessed with planning. It's something I'm really, really, really good at. I'm an expert in. I love it. It's so fun for me. It gives me a lot of joy. So I'm experimenting with having less of a plan 
as the plan, just as an experiment, just like the social media experiment, just like um, not drinking experiment, like all of these little things that I'm trying to continue to learn more about life, okay? So these are all of the ways that I see Thrive and Lola being such a representation of this of this um, shifting. So these are the choices that you have. One is to plan, map, and perfectionism. One is thinking, um, planning, mapping, and perfectionism and thinking gets you comfortable with tangible outcomes. So that m- helps you think that you are, you, you are in control when you're planning and mapping and you're like so tight to how it has to look. What I see a lot is that people then tend to ruminate and be so in their head that they actually get so focused on the plan that they don't put it in the world because that perfectionism leads to some fear. Then they really want to know what the tangible outcomes are and they spend so much time on that that they lose touch with divine feminine. This is how... See how layered this is, you guys? Like if our society says that planned outcomes and tangible outcomes are the higher priority, this is how we've lost our connection to divine feminine because we stopped listening to ourself. We stopped believing that we, that, that having flow and choosing love over fear and having unknown instead of always predictable was the way. Um, so the second piece is this rough structure. So the, the two choices that I had making Lola was one, just like I said, the plan, map, perfectionism, tangible outcomes, or two, building a rough structure and then opening it up and allowing people to have unknown outcomes. Because the work that we do in Lola and in Thrive is so deep and spiritual and connected and healing, and everyone is in a different place. It's not of service for me to say, I know what's going to happen to you, because I don't. Everyone has evolved in such a different way. Everyone is coming from a different place. So this whole idea of Lola is even based on divine feminine because the masculine says there's one way. Here's the pill that will change your life. If you eat keto or paleo, you will feel great. See, I just don't believe that's true for everybody. So this one size fits all is the way that masculine infiltrates health and wellness and spirituality. And you see that in meditation and you see that with yoga. Zen Buddhist meditation often says this is the way. They call it the way. You wear black, you stare at a wall. This is the way. I don't believe that. I don't believe that's for everyone because in my experience, that was not the path for me. I tried it. I tried it for a long time. It did not feel good. It was not a place where I felt fully expressed. In fact, it was a place that took away a lot of my expression. And there was a tremendous amount of um, passive aggressive abuse in these communities. And again, not just Zen Buddhism, it happens everywhere. But let's be clear about how masculine the practice is pulling away our own intuition, really taking that soul work um, and kind of disregarding it in a way. So creating Lola, having this rough structure, opening it up, allowing people to have unknown tangibles, creating beyond the known, expanding, using flow and listening um, in order to have more questions rather than answers. So these things that we are creating or we're living in 
What if we were based in questions and contemplation and really practicing our own, like our own voice, our own story, our own experience from experiment rather than just getting information and thinking, oh, that's, that's going to work for me. And this takes time to really untangle because our, our education system is so masculine. You have the person sitting in the front of the room telling you how it is. This is the information. This is how we learn it. I also think this is partly why the rise in divine feminine, the rise in feminine energy you see actually happening in schools all over because we're getting, this is why we've got this differently wired, exceptional children, um, you know, one in, what do they say now? Like one in four um, do not learn the best way in the classroom. And we can see now divine feminine coming into the schools with these travel schools, world schools, question-based schools, um, the unschool movement, like no school movement, like it's starting to happen as all these masculine and patriarchal institutions are crumbling because they're not serving us. And again, I'm not just talking about male, female, like sex and gender. I'm literally talking about energy. The energy of the institution has been primarily masculine. This is the information. This is how you learn it. Regurgitate it to me. When we take out that system and we ask women, experiment, what do you think? What do you feel? They just oftentimes will look at me and say, I don't know. I've never asked myself these questions. I don't know what I feel. I don't know language for that. I've only done what I've been told. I've been trying to be so good. And this, this, this view, this divine feminine view is, is stating from the beginning, you are divine being. You already are whole. And so you already have that basic goodness that we talk about a lot in Tibetan Buddhism. Um, Okay, so breaking free from plans and goals and exploring a new way of being. As I said, thrive is the known, thrive was predictable, and Lola is the unpredictable. Creating something new in entrepreneurial world, this is the essence of entrepreneurship, is that you watch the ebbs and flows, you expand when you need to, you contract when you need to, in a healthy entrepreneurship, an entrepreneurial role, I should say. Um, So if I'm regenerating, so here's a question that I've been living in. If I'm regenerating and evolving and learning and studying, shouldn't my offerings be fresh and inspired? So as my ego and my masculine energy and productivity, which I have a lot of masculine energy, as it wants to hold on to tangible outcomes, revenue, student outcomes, I am... Um, aware of the fact that of course my offerings will be fresh and inspired because I am not the same person. You can even hear a difference from July. That's why this, this experiment and having these solo episodes is so powerful because you guys get to hear real time the things that um, are growing and expanding and shifting and changing. The entire model of Lola is reverse from Thrive. In Thrive, I started with the foundations, the tangibles, like go to bed early, get up early, have that rhythm with nature so you can start to get in sync with nature and have harmony. Um, Take really good care of yourself with your food and your water, these real basic tangibles. In Lola, I'm flipping it. We're starting with law of attraction. We're starting with ancestral healing in Ayurveda. So let's talk about what it means to choose love over fear. So here are some of the fears that I personally have about letting go of Thrive, or I'm not letting go of it, I'm folding it into Lola. That's the better way is I'm building on it, um, but I'm putting the, the larger institution above it. Um, here are my fears. 
Um, why change something that's not broken? Why create confusion for people? Um, what are the outcomes for participants? What are the financial outcomes? Um, if you can't predict, um, no, you can't predict the questions that will arise from students or the community, which means that it can be rather messy. In transformation, change, evolution, refreshing can all be very messy because it's not um, as clear as I would like it to be. So how do I deal and process these fears? Number one, journaling. Number two, authentic and deep self-trust where I keep telling myself, I've done this before, I will do this again. I've done this before, I'll do this again. Um, another thing that I do, we're actually gonna do it in Lola, is I do a, 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 a story list. It's like a points on a line of all the ways that my life has transformed and flowed and evolved. And so I love to do that um, with people to show so like how little control we really have. Um, and, and watching your life kind of flow from point to point or event to event or evolution to evolution. Um, how do I deal with the process? How do I deal and process the fear? Um, I ask myself, do I trust myself? And I listen to the soul. Yes, I'm always learning from the actions I take. This is a really big one for me. I learn from the action. I don't learn best from sitting and, and just thinking and thinking and thinking myself. The only way I know if it's gonna work, if it's not gonna work, how it will serve, how it won't serve, what it could be is to take action and make space to allow for opportunities. Allow, allow, allow. Creating space allows new interesting things to come to me and I call them in daily. Come to me authentic relationships. I'm calling in the guides of support and strength. Um, we are going to do this in Lola, a whole section on ask your guides and intuition. Um, how do I deal and process these fears? Listening, just like I said, listening to students, listening to myself, listening to society, um, listening to the sociological perspectives that I see all around us. So for example, right now, I know a lot of women who are experiencing difficulties in their marriages with their husbands, not being so tuned in and evolved. So sociologically, I'm noticing what's going on with the men in our culture right now, and I'm just thinking about it. So I'm just listening and paying attention. Um, and I would say that this, like I said earlier, is what sex successful entrepreneurs do, creating for authentic inspiration and doing, creating what they see is needed in our society. This is what social entrepreneurship is really, um, or social enterprises in society, in community and culture, and they create it. So here's what I see. I see a deep need for women to have a sense of power, empowerment, strength that's already in them that they haven't tapped into intuition, guidance, soul, divine feminine. And Lola is that. It is the school to teach us how to return to the listening, how to return to ourself, our wholeness. When I start talking about this, women start crying and they hear it, they get chills. It's vibration of truth. This is a really powerful way of seeing our lives in the world. And so this school, I'm creating it out of this need because I'm going to do a podcast episode about the big four, the things I see that are really, really, really paralyzing women, perfectionism, um, lack of boundaries, control, uh, limiting beliefs. And we want to bust through those, but we have to start with a foundation. We have to start with the community. Um, I, this is 
just, I feel like literally waking up at four o'clock in the morning to get downstairs and do my work and process this so I can help teach other women how to have a connection to their own source and their own light um, because I see that it's missing in our society. So that's why I'm creating it. Um, and so that's my motivation. So that's how I help process over, how, that's how I help stay energized over the fears that I talked about earlier. Um, the other thing is, is I really just want to say I have to scratch this itch. Like I am just someone, I can't not try. I can't not do it. Um, action in business and in life is rather addictive, meaning if you take action in your life, you just, you, you can't not do it. It's like writing for me. I can't not write. I can't not share. I can't not be open. It's just who I am. Um, my authentic, I'm, I'm been learning a lot about my inner Enneagram four and how strong that is in me. And that is part of why I have to do this authentic sharing and writing and work because it's literally what my personality is made of. And I've done it my whole life. Um, and I would say that, um, the last thing I just want to say is that I want help. I don't want to do this alone. I really love working with people. I really love collaborating with people. And so again, part of this letting go of outcomes and masculine way of planning and doing is that I'm, I'm bringing Lola in the world. Um, Rita is a big support for this. Um, I have a, we have a thriver, Suzanne, who's helping us put together the workbook. Um, I'm grateful for my, the, my VA in Canada, Crystal, uh, Nikki, who runs the website. Like, I just really honor this team that we're building, and I want to keep adding um, teachers and other women who feel called to share this work. Um, in their communities. I want to teach people to do this. I want to help with their leadership. Like this is really a leadership academy because once you start to integrate these practices, then you can't not share them. You can't not rise up other women. Um, so that's it for this month is basically just really looking at these this choice that I'm making, um, moving towards closing out the year with closing out how Thrive has been and uh, choosing creativity over productivity, the creative process, the, um, the creation of an academy, the creation of a community um, based in divine feminine energy is a real experiment, especially where I live, because this is a very um, cerebral, credentialed um, financial, like money is very, money rules here. That's a priority for a lot of people. Um, I'm not saying you should or should not, that's good or bad. I'm just saying that is what I see. That is my lived experience. Um, the more that I release needing to know the outcomes, <clears throat> uh, the more I spend my life in total awe about what comes to me and having that really powerful center of attraction. Um, it's just magical. And I want to share that with people. So for this November check-in, I just want to close out by honoring um, the divine spirits and source who have left this earth um, tragically over the past month um, and looking towards Thanksgiving, a season of gratitude. You know, every day I'm just full of gratitude and appreciation for this life and this precious day that we have um, and that's it. And I hope that you can look up and look around and find that in your own life. May you be happy. May you be safe. May you be healthy. And may you live with ease.